Hey guys, it's Pastor Scott, and I just want to thank you for sharing these moments together. My prayer is that something said will encourage, strengthen, fortify, edify, build us up so that we might become everything that we were created to be. I am blessed to have one of my good friends, one of my best friends, one of my only friends, um, says more about me than it does him. Um, but Pastor Dan Kiesler, an incredible man of God, he pastors here in North Wilkesboro, and I just, I'm a big fan. I'm one of his biggest fans. I appreciate his sincerity. I appreciate his love for the word. And I appreciate not only his energy, but his accuracy. A lot of people can can have energy, and energy is motion, but accuracy is movement. You're actually doing something. And I see them doing things within the community, blessing other people, and rather than me as a pastor being jealous of that or covetous of that, I'm thankful because I know that we as a community, we're blessed to have them in our community. So, um, Dan, it's great to see you, man, and yeah. I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for having me, bro. We had a time to do a video kind of a thing a couple of weeks ago, and I thought uh, the conversation was just so great. Yeah. I thought, I really want to continue this. And so I thought, well, let's just get together and, you know, we'll spend a few time. I'm going to break this up into segments um, so that you guys uh, don't have to uh, digest this all at once. But I wanted to just ask a few questions and maybe just get a feel for where your heart is, where you feel like, um, you know, we're having a hard time understanding now. Yeah. And sometimes as ministers, we're being asked, what's next? And, you know, sure. it's, we're being asked what's next. And honesty compels us to say, I'm not really sure if I even know what's now. I'm still trying to right, yeah. wrap my mind around no, now. That's good, yeah. Um, but what, what do you do? How are you coping um, as a pastor, as a husband, as a father? Uh, how are you coping with this adversity? And um, where do you... Are you making major changes in your lives? Are you making just uh, you know tweaks and adjustments? Uh, how are you guys handling it? Yeah, I think um, on one level, it's for for me, it's kind of like it's in that place that's still early. So when I think of like major changes or adjustments or uh, various things like that, I haven't made a lot yet because mm -hmm. um, it is it's still kind of early for for me um, and. I think part of it, like my goal has been to, to not move immediately into reaction mode, um, which is hard for anybody. And we mentioned this a little bit of just some of the questions people have usually are in the realm of reaction. Mm -hmm. It's how do I react to this, whether it's in their faith and their in, in practicality and their finances, whatever it is, it's how, how do we react? What do we do? Do we hoard all of our stuff? Do right. we hide our money? Do we buy guns? Do we, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, plant? eight fields of corn yeah. you know like it's it's those kind of questions and i think one of the dangers we always face is like i always want to be prepared but i don't want to get my heart into the realm of reaction to the point that i sacrifice the call and the anointing or the promise of god and start living out of emotion sure um and i think those two can work together at times but i think um when they're not working together we always got to go back to the promise um and i think it's so easy i shared a couple of weeks ago about abraham and Sarah and that whole story of the Ishmael and Isaac and I think sometimes when we move immediately into the realm of reaction we 
we sometimes bail out early on the promise. And you know, this is what Abraham and Sarah did. And, you know, God painted this elaborate vision for Abraham of what a promise would look like. And you've probably heard some old, you, you probably know without saying names, the exact sermon where this thought comes from. But God calls Abraham up and out, but he didn't tell him anything in between. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's out on this journey and it's like this awesome vision, this promise, this massive like uh, dream that he's painted in the mind of Abraham. And but he doesn't tell him that decades are going to go by. He doesn't tell him about all the challenges of betrayal or uh, yeah. dryness that he's going to encounter. And uh, he he gives him this elaborate promise of that really had to do with generational legacy, which means he has to have a son. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're years from that promise. And Abraham's getting old and the promise is looking like he missed it, you know, right. like he didn't hear the Lord clear or whatever. And so sometimes when it's when it's not an issue of did we hear the Lord or not, but an issue of timing mm-hmm. is where we're tempted to go into reaction mode because we don't see the progress. And I think we talked about this on the video we did, but like for me, vision's inspiring, but progress is, is energizing. Right. It's actually what keeps me going. Even if it's just a little bit, I don't need it all today, but I need something, you right. know? And I think exactly. I think in humanity in general, we're, we're wired that way. Um, and I think that's where they got to was they've, they've got this massive call and promise and uh, dream of the Lord and they get way out in the middle and, and because they didn't see progress yet. They started living in reaction and tried to produce it, you know. And so, so for me, I look at him like Ishmael was in the reaction, but Isaac's always going to be in the waiting. It's going to be in the promise. Yeah. And I think even in this season, we're in that space. It's like, just because the situation looks different, and just because this wasn't on the 2020 vision plan, mm-hmm. doesn't mean we should immediately abandon our abandon our vision or the promise of the Lord, you know. Yeah. And that's some of the questions I'm getting. Is like people thinking, man everything God was doing, it's all going to crash down. Right. Or we right. missed it, or God's correcting the church, or the church has left the building. And I'm yeah. like, well, the church has always been out of the building. That's not a, that's not a new revelation, you know? Uh, but you see guys posting this all the time. Like, yeah. we've always been the church apart from the building. But there's nothing wrong with meeting in a building either. Right. You know, so let's not abandon everything God's been building uh, just because there's a, a momentary difference that wasn't in our scope or vision you know Uh, because to me that's where we get into reaction and in reaction we forget about the promise and so only adjustment i've made is like i've just tried to uh focus in more and honestly for me and i think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago was just like i've been in this place of just trying to remember what the lord's spoken over my life and we've had some of these conversations um and and just trying to remember my assignment and allow god to paint the vision and dream for me again so that i'm not lost in it you know because it's so easy to go in reaction you know Um, absolutely it is you know there's i think there for a while we were and i was guilty too if 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 guilty is the right word but there for a while we were really um locked in you know to this message about you know moving forward pressing forward going to the next level uh, you know, forgetting those things that are behind, pressing for the mark, you know, no limits, no boundaries, let's go yeah. get it. Yeah. And and I think in all of that, um, and sure, there are some things in our lives, there are, you know, obstacles and problems and crises that have happened that we should never let define us. Right. But I think in all of that forgetting, I think sometimes we for, we forgot how to remember the good stuff. Sure, yeah. And notice how many times throughout, especially in the Old Testament, when God would say, listen, when I do this, 
you know, when I bring you into your place of provision or blessing, don't don't forget how I kept you. Yeah, you know, don't forget good. how I did this. And you know, I've uh, I've thought about this often. David, you know, a, a, a man of war, a man of worship. Um, he was a man after God's own heart. He was 110 percent. Yeah, you know, just off the grid. Let's sure. go for it. Um, he knew the awesomeness of God. He knew him as king. He knew him as Lord. He knew him as shepherd. He knew him as boss. He knew him as mighty warrior. Knowing him in all of that way, David said, I, I know that God. Yeah. But I would have fainted yep. had I not seen the goodness yeah, of the good. Lord yeah. in the land of the living. Yep. And I think right now this is an opportunity for us to just be reminded Sure. You know of the actual goodness of God, and to take in take accurate inventory. Yeah, I'm like you. You know, I I can't coming into 2020. There were so many prophetic words that were given, and you know, we know how that is. You know, yeah. you're you're going to get plenty double you for your trouble yeah. in 2020. Great vision, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. But it seems like as soon as this happened, everything was just put on hold. Sure. And it even got us to question the promises of God, which I, I don't think that we can say that this pandemic, this crisis, this problem, this could not have taken God off guard. No, yeah. And like you said, sometimes if we can just get out of reaction, if we can get out of just moving to move, yeah. um, there's a place of stillness. And sure. in that place of stillness, there's a place of knowing. Yeah. You know, um, I, and I'm like you, you know, the church has always been outside of the walls. Right. Yeah. I just believe that there are a lot of church goers whose faith only works inside the walls. Yeah, sure. You totally. Know? Yeah. And maybe this is something you can address. I, I think that this is calling a lot of people to examine, you know, what do you and I don't mean to sound judgmental when I say this, but you know, what is it that you really do believe? What do you believe? Right. What do you amen on Sunday that translates on into Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? Um, right. Do you feel like that this is calling us back? I hate to use the word simplicity, but, but could this be calling us back to the simplicity of our faith, sure. the simplicity of the gospel that Paul said, my fear is that you'd be removed from that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just maybe that's a loaded question or that might not be an articulate question. No, I think it's think? great. No, I think it's, I think like, again, we, we know God doesn't always author everything. So he's not necessarily the author of the season. Right. But he's definitely going to use anything, no matter what it is. I mean, he'll use sin. Even though it might not be his will, he'll use it to squeeze something good out of it if, if we're able to see it and, and allow him to redeem things. But I think one of the things, to, I, I guess, is it is it 2020 that's perfect vision? Yeah. I think well, that's everybody's be, yeah. vision Sunday this year was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. Um, but, you know, like when we well, think actually of— Well, actually, 2020 is normal. Is it normal? Yeah, so it was like everybody was rushing to get to 2020, and I was like, you know, that's that's sort of that's, normal. Yeah, let's get to normal, <laughs> you know. Uh, which kind of funny because yeah. we're fighting for it now, but, for a <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like when we talk about seeing things or, or having like perfect vision, mm -hmm. you can have perfect vision, but that doesn't mean you're going to see perfect things. So you can see clearly, but it doesn't mean that yeah. you're always going to see 
good. Right. Um, and I think sometimes it's in those imperfect things or seasons or situations that we're refined and we're defined. I think those are the places where what's really in us is tested. Um, not that God's like messing with us just because he's bored, but it's in those seasons that I think we find out where we really are overcomers or not. Yeah. Uh, and even in people's faith, like the average churchgoer, I mean, I think we're in a place like, and maybe this is just my, my prayer and not necessarily like a prophetic insight, but um, I, I really want to see like just a hunger stirred up in this season. And I think uh, hopefully we're going to see that in some people who maybe were like your fringe once a year Sunday people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but even even having to do online church, um, which isn't my favorite, um, and I think you even said it's a good supplement, but it's 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 definitely not a replacement. It's, it's not a su- it's a supplement, but not a substitute. Yeah, yeah, and and so, but but the good thing about in the season, it's like I'm seeing people who go to no church, mm-hmm. and that's never been their vein. All of a sudden, tuning in on Sundays, or getting blessed, or sharing it with their families who also don't go to church. So there's been this cool evangelistic like uh, moment. I think that we're in as well. But I think with with people in their faith, like unfortunately, sometimes it's it's through this stuff. I think we're defined. Yeah. And, and even me as a leader, like I, that's kind of like I told our team this, and I don't mean this in like a weird, morbid. Like I want negative things to happen so that we can grow, like mm-hmm. type yeah. thing. Um, but when the when this thing first hit, like it almost restored some excitement, mm-hmm. and that's vulnerable to to say about our ministry because it's not like I don't feel like we were Laodiceans, you know, like squeaking by. Um, but I was it almost kind of I think resurfaced some excitement that needed to be there because it was different. So sometimes difference just exciting by nature, but. Um, for for this, it was like it it almost felt like we're starting a church again. Yeah. And so you're almost like, man, what's God gonna do out of this? And the truth is, if we don't have moments where we don't know what's next, mm-hmm. then how can we be excited to ponder what He's gonna do? Yeah. You know, if we yeah. can predict tomorrow every single day, then you know yeah. some excitement's gone. And so, yeah. not that yeah. we need you know pandemics to to keep our faith exciting, but you know. Amen. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. This is just part one of the interview that I had with Pastor Dan Kiesler, and we're going to be bringing part two uh, and part three in just a few days. So if this was a blessing in any way, I want you to reach out to us, okay? You can find us on our Facebook page, nc3wilkesboro.com. You can go to our Facebook page uh, through your love gift and through your support. Uh, If you want to sow an offering into the ministry, you can do so. We've got our address there. We've got our PayPal information. Um, We just appreciate you so much. And we thank you for letting us have real conversations because I believe that we're living in a day where we have very tangible issues that need very tangible uh, questions and answers. But I am so thankful that we serve a real, authentic God who has a real, authentic hope that never makes us ashamed. Amen? So, hey, reach out to us, okay? Let us hear from you. And stay tuned for the other parts of this interview. You're going to be blessed. We love you so much. And Jesus loves you way, way more than that. All right. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.